Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. Afternoon, Shifu. Afternoon, Shifu. Uh, very good to see all of you. Uh, how are you all today? Let's see. Anybody who is new here with us today? Let me go through the names. Siouin, May, Vicky, Choi Kwan, Lin Toy, Quack, uh, Valerie, Danny, Christine, Lama, Elvin, Zoping. Not Zoping, you're in the office. Sing Kola, Sing Kola. By your nose, it's not properly covered. <laughs> Are you are you the only one in the office today? Uh, yes, I am the only one in the office today. Oh, yeah. if you are the only one, are you allowed to unmask? Uh, actually, by right, I guess so, lah. But yeah. better still mask. Yeah, yeah, better still, yeah. In case one someone walk around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we have Jolene, we have Marcel, we have Albert in Spain. Ah, uh, now Albert, you are all alone. <laughs> Yeah, Alison and Edward has this. Uh, by now should be should have already reached uh, Puerto Rico huh? or Costa Rica. Which one is it? Costa Rica, Costa Rica or Puerto Rico? No, it's Costa Rica. Huh? The 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 is Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Okay. Yes. Okay, then we have Sai Kyung, Esther, Cadell. Cadell today is in the heaven. Huh? We have me and Esther. We have another Bell. This is Bell Lu, that one is Bell Wong. Okay. Bell Wong, right? Wong, right? Yeah. Then we have Lock John, we have Helen, we have my sis. Ah, Lee, Lee, Lee. Is it Lee, Lee, Leah? Yeah. Leah. Uh, is Hi, this your first? Hello. Is this your first time with us? Yeah, it's, it's my first time, but I've been um, listening on Facebook. Ah, I see. Say hello to Leah. Hello. I know Jolene also. That's the only person I know here. Ah, okay. I see. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Spiritual Good Culture. Uh, so you've been following us on Facebook. Yes. Ah, okay. I see. Good to have you join us on Zoom. Right. Thank you. Okay, and then we have Sing Ling, we have Ming, we have uh, Dorina Holic, Chu, and then oh another oh then my sis Dorin, uh two Dorin side by side. <laughs> and then we have Justin. Mm. Yes. Yes. Very good. What can you say yes? Oh no. Oh yes. No, not no. <laughs> yeah, very good to see you, Justin. Uh, uh, handsome boy. Are you a handsome boy? Say no, I'm a handsome young man. Uh. <laughs> okay, then we have Sherry. Hey. No. 
we have. You know, young young people, young people, right? They like to play with the mic. Huh? Then when we grow up, we, we are shy of the mic. Young people give them mic. Rah, 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 rah. Then when you reach a certain age, you pass them the mic. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> then we have Sherry. Sherry. Uh, where are you? Eh? You look like you're in Pulau. Near my mom's house, please. <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I see, I see. Okay. I run errand for my mom, yeah. Oh, okay. You're outside. Okay, don't, uh, save yes. your data. Turn off your webcam. Then we have Choping 2. So, Choping, you have success, successfully cloned yourself. But the other one is not allowed to show their face. <laughs> Linda, is this the, our Linda? Linda? Hello, Linda. Hi. Oh, different, different Linda. Which Linda is this? Um, I'm actually new to this Zoom uh, meeting. Come again? I'm actually new to this Zoom meeting. Oh, you're new, I see. Yeah. Would you be able to turn on your webcam? Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> You'd rather not, okay. So, welcome, welcome to SGC. How do you, know, how do you come to know? Uh, to one of my friends, he oh. uh, WhatsApp me the link. Oh, I see, I see. Well, welcome, welcome to SGC. Yeah, the reason why I, I was curious is because my younger sister is also called uh, Linda. So I was like, wow, today the whole family is here, huh? <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, not the same Linda. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So, yeah. Wow, you know food drill, huh? Yeah, papaya. Wow. Ah, then we have Ping Ai. Hello, Ping Ai. Hello. Uh, you also shy, huh? Uh, <laughs> can't turn on my webcam. Uh, eh, different Ping Ai. I was expecting the old Ping Ai. Then this one is a new Ping Ai, young egg Ping Ai. Is there oh. another Ping uh, well, on my Facebook, there's another guy, but much older than you, apparently. Oh. As I can see, so I was expecting him. Oh. <laughs> this is what perception does to us. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right from the start, I saw, I was like, ah, interesting. And I was, oh. as I'm going to say, like, ah, are you in your Iron Man suit? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that guy, he has... Uh, Iron Man suit, he has Stormtrooper suit. Yeah, he's into mm. cosplay in the superhero thing. Yeah, mm. very interesting. Welcome, welcome. How did you get to know about our group? Uh, it's from Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah. Ah, I see, I see. Good, good. Welcome, welcome. Thanks. Okay. Then we have Bixian introduced before and the rest. Yes, so all accounted for. So today we have a, a few of the new, uh, new, new, but not so new because some of you have been uh, uh, following us on Facebook. Yeah, so as you know, uh, SGC, we have short chanting, short meditation and not so long, uh, not so short, <laughs> not so short uh, Dharma sharing. And today, today's topic is about the two ways of looking at this world. Huh? Uh, 
So today's topic, uh, let me see. Our so ultimate reality versus our deluded perception. Yeah, and 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 that just illustrates very nicely, isn't it? Yeah. Before Ping I, uh, how do you pronounce your name again? Ping Ik. Ping Ik. Ping Ik. Okay. So before Ping Ik turned on his webcam, yeah, I I was having the perception it is the other Ping Ik, yeah, you know, behind the screen, yeah. Until he turned it on, and the moment, in fact, when he answered, I was like, "Hey, I've never heard him speak before. Is this how he sound like?" Yeah, because he he is uh, uh, I think maybe probably 10 or 10 over years older than me. Yeah. Then when you turn on the webcam, like, hey, different thing. <laughs> uh, this is exactly what this topic is about. Yeah. says, please turn off your audio. Oh, me? I, you want me to turn off my audio? <laughs> I presume. Oh, just uh, ignore the message. It was the very beginning when someone just joined and didn't turn off the audio. Just ignore the message, please. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries. Yeah. So if, if any of you have any questions or any thoughts, um, you can just uh, drop it into the chat also. Uh, um, and then I will, I will reply to it uh, later. Yeah. Okay, so today's topic. Very often, we, are, we perceive things that bring us suffering. To, we, that, uh, we perceive things that bring us suffering. To bring us joy, that means we perceive, uh, we perceive that some things can bring us joy, but actually it brings us suffering. Yeah, or take impermanence or permanence. So things that are impermanent, we think it's permanent. Are there things that is impermanent that we think it's permanent? <laughs> uh, it's not always that we think uh, things that are impermanent we think as permanent. Uh? Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, our pimple. Uh, most of you are like, no more pimple. Yeah. But when we are younger, we have pimple, we think it's, it's going to be impermanent, but it's quite permanent. <laughs> huh? Yeah. And then you think that your boss is going to be quite impermanent, then Scully never resigned. <laughs> uh, you heard rumor, the, the grapevine, you said, oh, uh, we're going to reopen. Wow, your boss is going to be real away. Then in the end, no. Yeah. In the end, you are reopt to become closer to your boss. <laughs> yeah. So how can we bridge this gap between the ultimate reality of Dukkha, Anicca, Anatta, and our deluded perception? So uh, first off, uh, the, once we have these three, I must, I must insist on the the formal order, okay? Usually we, we go with anicca, dukkha, anatta, not anatta, uh, not dukkha, anicca, anatta. Yeah. Who are, who? Don't, don't say that, don't say ah, Sakyam, don't, don't tell me, don't tell us who wrote this. Yeah. Later the person shy, then next time don't write any more questions. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in a way, it also doesn't matter. Lah, huh? Yeah. They are all talking about our, our reality. Yeah, but if we were to um, uh, look at the suttas, the Buddha usually start off with anicca, yeah, anicca, uh, dukkha, anatta, yeah. So and our deluded perceptions. Mm. 
So how can we bridge this gap? How? Uh, when you get hammered enough by the reality, then you give up. <laughs> uh, then we seize him. <laughs> yeah. The trouble is, yeah. The trouble sometimes is this, you know. Uh, oh, wait. Some of new, some, uh, did anybody else come in? Oh, Poland just came in. Okay. So, let me ask you all a question, okay, related to related to this uh, this topic. Uh, before we learn about the Buddhist teaching, do we think that we have deluded perception? We don't think so, right? Yeah. In fact, before. We learn Buddhism. Um, we didn't even know that there's another reality. <laughs> yeah. So initially, we are quite happily going along with our life. Mm. Then about suffering. Before we learn Buddhism, did we know that there's suffering? Or Sakyong said to know. Oh, Sakyong, your life so good, huh? Before you learn Buddhism, you never have suffering. Then why you learn Buddhism? Huh? You bring suffering to your life. <laughs> if, your, if your life had no suffering, then why do you come and learn Buddhism and cause your life to have suffering? <laughs> huh? wow. So after this, we must stay back and have a proper discussion with Saikyam. Huh? How come her life has no suffering beforehand? And <laughs> why? How come Buddhism? introduce suffering to you. <laughs> I would say uh, most of us don't have the luxury of Saikyan's life, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think maybe uh, Saikyan, maybe what Saikyan meant, maybe, uh, correct me huh, Saikyan, if I got it wrong. Maybe what Saikyan meant was, yeah, we, we know suffering, but we don't know the way the Buddha described it. Yeah. Before we learn the Dharma, we also experience suffering, right? Like when we are in, in uh, primary school and then we have to visit the, the, the dentist. Last time, primary school have a dentist in the school one, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's actually a nurse, not the, not the doctor, doctor dentist, but a nurse. And then the primary school has a small little uh, dental, dental clinic. And it's the most feared place in the whole school. <laughs> you don't mind going to common room. You don't mind going to the, the very desolated toilet. You, you fear being caught to the dentist. You'll find all kinds of excuses to go to the dentist. No, no. Huh? Justin, no. Huh? You like to go to the dentist? You like to go to the dentist? Yes. Oh, I think, I sh I think he said yes. Very good. Uh, going to the dentist. So it's very interesting. Uh, we fear going to the dentist because it seems to bring us pain, right? Or at least some discomfort. You just hear the drill. And powering up. And then... <laughs> the, the, the drill bit doesn't seem to end. Uh. <laughs> so... So 
in a way, this dentist, dentist thing is a very good parallel, you know. Is it the dentist who bring us suffering? Yeah? It's not, isn't it? It's, it's our... It's both our dietary habit and also our, our lack of dental hygiene that is causing the suffering. The dentists basically bring up the fact that we have a problem with our teeth, you know? Yeah. So likewise, Buddhism don't bring us suffering. It just brings up to us, yeah, the Buddha's teaching merely elucidate to us, yeah, reveal to us, um, spotlight to us, yeah, that we have a, uh, uh, we have tata on our teeth, that we have uh, some, some black spots, we have some plaque, yeah, or plaque, 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 plaque. I think it's plaque, not plaque. <laughs> or if you have a, if you have a plaque in your mouth, wow, that's scarier. <laughs> you have plaque, 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 plaque. Is it plaque or plaque? Plaque, plaque, huh? Okay, let's assume it's plaque. Huh? You know what I'm talking about, the yellow color thing. <laughs> yeah. So when we are young, that's our suffering. Huh? Uh, what else? When we have to uh, go to bed, it's suffering. Yeah. Okay, this is quite, 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 quite personal and subjective. For some, how many of you like to go to sleep when you are a kid? When you are young, how many of you like to go to, go to bed? How many of you don't like to go to bed when you are young? Uh, so when you are young, going to bed is suffering. How many of you now wish you can stay in bed for five more minutes in the morning? <laughs> so, so it's very interesting, isn't it? There's a, a similar process, but at some point in our life, we think it's suffering. Then at another point in time, in time we don't feel it's suffering. Huh? So our, our perception of suffering uh, seem to change, yeah, seem to change. So, um, when the Buddha, um, through the teachings, um, highlight, point out suffering, sometimes when people listen to the teachings or when, when new Buddhists or new, you know, people actually go and read what the Buddha taught, then they're like, wow, this is a crazy religion, huh? A day now, suffering, 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 suffering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as we learn more of it, and we, very importantly, after learning, then we need to reflect. You know? Yeah. Not just listen and then accept, listen, accept. No. In Buddhism, you need to listen. Of, of course, you must still retain it, and then you must reflect on it. Yeah. To make sense of it. And then you start to realize, hey, wait a minute. Um, not so much that uh, Buddhism or the Buddha is just always talking about suffering. Um, I mean, we also know suffering. Yeah, but what he did was to give us a deeper understanding of suffering. Yeah, To help us go beyond the facade of what we think is suffering. That beyond what we normally think of suffering, there's a deeper layer to it. Not just the superficial, not just the, the suffering in terms of how we feel towards it. No, not just that. 
Yeah, not just in terms of the physical pain, then we call it suffering. Yeah, but different aspects of suffering, different forms of suffering. And even more importantly, he, he illustrate yeah, uh, and point out and explain uh, how when certain conditions come together, uh, then suffering arises. Yeah. Uh, in some of the texts, we call it the aggregation. Yeah. Aggregation of suffering. Yeah. Aggregation of uh, defilements leading to the aggregation of suffering. <clears throat> so, um, so, is there a gap? So, is there a gap? So, the Buddha was trying to elucidate that to us. Uh, after learning about the teaching, we should know already, right? Yeah. So why should there be a gap? Is there a gap? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Well, sometimes yes, sometimes no. The challenge we have is um, some aspects of the teaching is quite apparent. No? Some aspect is quite apparent. Like when he talked about um, certain aspects of, of uh, suffering, like when he described Aging is suffering, yeah. Uh, sickness is suffering, death is suffering. All this is easy to understand. Oh, uh, when you say birth is suffering, oh, not so easy to understand. Yeah, when you say impermanence, oh, there's impermanence. Impermanence is suffering. Sometimes we think we think at first we like, oh yeah, yeah, impermanence suffering. Especially when we have just lost a loved one, yeah. Especially when our good friend has left us, yeah. For example, our good friend now travel to Costa Rica. Huh? Then we suffer. Huh? Yes? <laughs> uh, are, you, are you taking over their place? Albert? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, um, certain parts of the Buddha's teaching is quite apparent. Yeah? But even then, Sometimes when we think we may reflect further, then we realize it's hey, not so apparent also, you know, because even just impermanence, not to mention no self, not to mention uh, suffering or anything, just impermanence. How many of you know that um, for all intents and purposes, all things in, uh, uh, in this world is impermanent? You all know? Oh, Justin said he don't know. <laughs> Uh, you can always get an honest, candid answer from a from a younger person. Yeah, they don't know. They say don't know. Uh, no, they did no. Yeah, okay, don't know. Don't know and no. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm. But sometimes we realize, um, we realize that what we know is probably not the whole picture. So, for example, impermanence. A, uh, a question that has become a favorite of mine is this. A very simple question. When you go to bed last night, is it the same person who woke up this morning? <laughs> uh, is it the same person? Yeah. Huh? Is it the same person? Wiki. 
when you go go to bed yesterday, do you wake up with the same same wife? <laughs> wow, that is a very tricky question. Uh. Wow, you say different, die. You say same, also die. <laughs> huh? Same, same, but different. Ah, very good answer. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> same, same, but different. That is the problem, you know. Yeah, exactly. That is the problem with our, our world. Yeah, same, same, but different. <laughs> I think same, same, but different is a, is a Singapore phrase. Huh? Is it? Or is it known in other countries? Christine say, Chris, where, where, what? Huh? Thai. Thai. Thailand. Oh, Thailand also like different. Yeah. Oh, then we must say, same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Car, car. Same, same, but different. <laughs> huh? mm. oh, so maybe, yeah. Thai, uh, I think Thailand is quite a Buddhist country. Uh. So maybe Buddhism has become so ingrained that it has become part of the culture. Uh. Same, same, but different. And this is, this is our reality, isn't it? If day in, day out, we see the difference, who would be so stupid to think that it's permanent? Right? We are not stupid, right? Anybody stupid? Who is stupid here? Raise your hand. <laughs> People never know they are stupid. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> oh no! In one statement, you just <laughs> in one statement, you just I don't know whether you or me just insulted everybody. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now the rest of them are, are thinking like, wait, wait, am I the stupid one? <laughs> me, me, no, me, most of them. Because I don't think I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Let's 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 put it this way. We are all unenlightened. <laughs> yeah, we are all unenlightened. I mean, think about it, right? If, if it's apparent enough that our physical body is changing, apparent as in we see it changing as we speak, then we will not have the false sense of permanence, the false sense of security in our existence. We would, we would be very clearly you know, embracing the fact that yeah, things don't last, you know, but sometimes we do. Sometimes we are, we, we are aware of that, but oftentimes as an artifact, you know, and sometimes uh, like what, how they describe it, like have to, have to come to the conclusion, kicking our legs, <laughs> you know, putting out a fight until we, we tire our, ourselves out and we realize we have no choice. Then we accept the the unwitting truth, yeah, the irrefutable truth that things do change. But when do we want them to change? When do we not want them to change? When things don't go our way, we want them to change. When things go our way, do we want them to change? No, we want them to be more permanent, right? And in fact, we don't just want them to be permanent. We hope that they are permanent. We start to think of ways to make them more permanent. Just look at our environment. Yeah, just look at our environment. Material science is oftentimes all about making things 
more permanent or less permanent? Yeah, think about it. And material science is not a new thing, you know. From you know, you know, we have human humanity go through different stages, right? So we have the I think the Iron Age, then the Bronze Age, then we have the the what age? Uh, the different ages, right? The Stone Age, then Iron, and so on and so forth, right? So those time periods basically go through uh, describe the usage of different materials, yeah. Now, before you think a sifu always digress so far, think about it. When we use different materials, we change from one material to another material for what purpose? Sometimes it's due to cost. Yeah. Many times it's due to certain attributes of those new materials that give us more control. Control over its shape, over its weight, over its durability. But what is durability? Durability is but another word for permanence, isn't it? We chop down a tree, we dry it, we process it, so that it's more permanent. If you just cut off, cut off some, some tree trunk and don't process it and use it directly, before you know it, it's going to start to warp, you know, because as it dries, it dries unevenly, it starts to warp. And then um, if you still have some um, uh, organic material inside that is, you know, it can cause it to decay, right? Any moisture that is still inside will cause it to decay. So what do we do it? We send it through the mill, we cut, we process it, and oftentimes it goes through this, this drying process to make sure all the, all the moisture is being, you know, uh, expunged out. And not just that, we treat it so that no traces of living organism is found inside the wood, yeah? so that it will last. And not enough. Yeah? We compress it, we heat it up, and do all kinds of things. Just so that it suits our wishes. And on top of that, we then apply varnish over it. Yeah. We apply varnish, we apply lip, lacquer, yeah, and for plywood, then we apply a veneer over it. Yeah, we do all that for what? We do all that to have it suit our needs. Yeah. So in a way, the fact that we are doing all this is because of our awareness that things are impermanent. And the fact that we have to try to make it go our way is because in a way we know that it doesn't go our way. By itself, it doesn't go away. That's why we need to do all that. If a person thinks that it's going to go your way, why would you put in effort to make it go your way? Isn't it? So in a way, it's not that we don't understand reality. We do understand reality. The thing is, we don't accept reality. Yeah. We know, but we refuse to give up. We put up a fight, kicking all the way from birth until the very last day where we cannot fight anymore and then we give up our last breath of air <sighs> then and only then that we say okay you know what and maybe some people even <laughs> anybody die and then the hand is outstretched <sighs> pass me your iphone <laughs> oh, <laughs> scary huh?
Perhaps that's why in many cultures, we believe in some kind of continuation of our life. Yeah. In Buddhism, there is also such a notion, isn't it? Yeah, rebirth. And some, there are some scholars who say that, oh, actually in Buddhism, there's no such a concept. It was introduced later. Yeah. But the thing about Buddhism is, um, how many of you know that there's, there's next life, there's rebirth? As in, for a fact. <laughs> yeah. Most of us subscribe to the teaching of rebirth, right? Yeah. But the interesting thing about the teaching on rebirth in Buddhism is the rebirth is not positioned as an alternative to death. Yeah. It is not, it's not an answer to death. It's not saying, ah, don't worry that you die, you will be reborn. No. Yeah, the Buddha was, was just stating as a matter of fact what he observed, that because of clinging, that you, we don't accept death, we want to live, we have this craving for this world, for the senses, for, for existence itself, clinging on to our views and all kinds of things. Anything you can think of, we can cling on. And that compels us, propels us, moves us to the next life. Ever wondered why in Buddhism we have this phrase Liao Sen Tuo Si that we don't and that we don't say oh let's 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 conquer death by having another life. You see the distinction, yeah. So when while in Buddhism there's the teaching on rebirth, it is not a solution to death. In fact, <laughs> something that I think boggles uh, many people is, is that Buddhism is perhaps one, if not one of the few religion that says you should cut off the clinging to life itself. Not just, not so much life per se, but anything, anything that you cling on to is going to bring you unnecessary suffering. If it so happened to be life, then so be it. <clears throat> you know? So Buddhism is very queer in a sense. It goes against our usual notion, our usual common um, perceived notion of what how things are. You know? That most people think it this way. Then Buddha come along and say, how about this way? <laughs> By the way, this is quite observed. What your you know your, your notion, what your wish for doesn't seem to be in line with what I'm observing, you know? So, so the Dharma is quite challenging for most people. Yeah. In fact, if you don't find the Dharma challenging, there's two possibilities. Either one, you have super, super deep wholesome roots, or two, you're not quite getting it yet. <laughs> yeah. Last time I used to feel like I, I, I figure everything out already. Uh, and that was when, before I ordained. That's why I didn't ordain. Then I realized I haven't figured it out. Then I ordained. <laughs> yeah. So, if we look at the teachings, um, in all the different traditions, 
at some point, it, it nudges us, push us to go and examine. Examine, examine what? Not examine some world out there. Examine your present moment. Examine your very life. And I dare say so in all the different traditions. It all boils down to this. We may have different approaches, yeah, different preliminary practices, precursor practices. We may have slightly different emphasis, but all of the different schools and traditions, lineages, they all point to this to get us to take a closer look. Ehi Pasiko, yeah? just now we recited, right? Huh? The qualities of the Dharma. Yeah? If you were to look at the uh, Dharma Vandana, no? there's the Dharma Vandana. Uh, so over here, yeah? Ehi Pasiko, yeah? page six. Y'all can later take a look. All the, all the different schools always at some point point to this. Yeah. Because of our differences in inclination, background, and karmic imprints, from there come the different schools. Why? The different schools suit different people. Some people they need to they need to feel more connected first devotionally. So there are some schools that you know emphasize a bit more on devotional practices. Some people are not quite ready to do any serious teaching. Yeah, they, they delight in doing dana, dana. <laughs> uh, they, they just want to do donation. Okay, then there are some, some societies. Okay, come, come, do donation. Yeah. But all not as an end by itself. The ultimate end is so that we can see the truth. So in our day-to-day -day life, yeah, in our day-to-day -day life, how do we then bridge this gap? Ultimately, in a way, it's very simple. <clears throat> you know, just keep observing, observing our mind and body. Don't let observe other people. You know why? <laughs> because the moment we observe other people, uh, our, our creative Shakespearean mind, uh, <laughs> not the reptilian mind, the, not the reptilian brain, but our Shakespearean mind, will come up with all kinds of stories. We look outwards, we start to label, we form perceptions, we form stories. So we never see the truth. Very hard. Very hard. Even when we observe ourselves, we, we form stories, isn't it? Yeah. We like to tell stories to ourselves. Some of the stories happen to coincide with reality, but many of that is not. Many of the stories we tell ourselves is just stories. Yeah, it's just stories. In a way, it is very simple. Yeah, just observe ourselves. Like a few times in classes, I do this. <laughs> Who heard the sound? So some of you raise your hand, some of you don't raise your hand, some of you wonder, wait, what's the question? <laughs> and some of you, huh? what sound? Uh, yeah, there was one retreat I mentioned a few times. Uh, I was sharing with them this. So as we were at the City Beach Resort, we went up one of the, mount, the, the hill 
and then we were sitting along the the, the like a the viewing gallery thing and then as we were sitting there and doing meditation then there was the the ship going past oh yeah so i asked them you all hear the hear the the horn yeah. when you heard the horn who heard the horn and then i think i snapped my finger who heard the snap? We instinctively think I heard the snap, right? Did you all hear the snap? Of course, yeah, unless there was an internet connection problem. <laughs> yeah, or there's a, a, the, the, the wiring problem in your head. <laughs> hmm. But at that moment, did you think I, uh, let's say like uh, Valerie heard the sound? Yeah, I, Alvin heard the sound. I, Choping heard the sound. Did, it, did you think in that way? I, so-and-so? Huh? Or is it just a simply, simply a matter of I heard the sound? So which I? Is it, is it the, the name itself that heard the sound? Is it the researcher, Choping? Who heard the sound? Yeah. Is it the son that heard the sound? The daughter that heard the sound? Is it the father who heard the sound? Or the husband who heard the sound? What heard the sound? Is it just the ear that heard the sound? If it's just the ear then that hears sound, then nobody should ever get happy or sad from what people say. Isn't it? But when you really examine, then you may wonder, actually really, uh, who heard the sound? Mm. Who heard the sound? Day in, day out, we open our eyes, we see things, we hear sound, we smell things, we taste things, we feel objects. We think of things. <clears throat> if we examine closer, then we may have, we may, we may observe something else. Yeah. We may find, come to an answer to who actually see. Yeah. Who is the seer? Is there a seer to begin with? What is the seer? Where is the seer? When you open your eyes, there seems to be a seer. When you close your eyes, is there still a seer? When you sleep, what happened to the seer? When you hear the sound, if we say that this is the hearer, then when the sound has ceased, where did the, where did the hearer go to? When we go to sleep, where did the hearer go to? When we awake, where did the hearer come from? Yeah. And within all this lies the answer. Yeah. For some of us, maybe it will be a spontaneous realization, and the gap that is that is uh, eighty-four thousand miles wide will suddenly collapse into one, and within that moment, you attain enlightenment. <laughs> but I think for most people, it's a very gradual process where you start to bit by bit come to the 
realization and and verification of what the Buddha himself realized, of what the countless disciples come to realize, come to see, come to observe, come to verify themselves. Yeah. That whatever there is, is but this continuum of impermanent, transient, dependent, arising collection of mind and body, beyond which if there's ever any self or persona to begin with, it is what we impute onto it. But don't take, don't take my word for it. Don't take the Buddha's word for it for that matter. Go and ehi pasiko. I mean, see for yourself, verify for yourself. That's the only way that we can bridge this gap. But I want to perhaps highlight and share with you what I uh, read the other day. From the Autumn Saka Sutra. <clears throat> the Poyancing. This one. I've been sharing in some classes and to some friends about my, my perplexity. <clears throat> you know why anything? The Avatam Saka Sutra, the Flower Adornment Sutra. Oftentimes when we hear people mention it, it is always about how, how glorious the Buddha state is, <clears throat> right? How amazing the, the Buddha body is, the, the, the multi multiplicity of pure lands and so on and so forth how they are in each in each of the of the hair paws uh, a mirage of of uh, world uh, is found and in each of the world specks of of worlds there are you know all this description but do you know that in chapter 13 Guang Ning Jue Ping yeah so fascicle 13, yeah, but uh, section 9, yeah, there is this chapter on wisdom. Yeah. So within this, there is this um there's this part here which is very interesting. Yeah. Which when I read it, I was like, ah, it brought it was uh I feel that sometimes do, do you all feel sometimes that when you all read the sutra, right? It seems to speak to you. Uh. It's like, this is exactly... <laughs> uh, so I don't know whether this is relevant to you, but it was very relevant to me. Yeah. So here goes. Uh, uh, Shi,文书,是里菩萨,问法,法手菩萨言,佛子,如佛所说,若有众生受持正法,能系除断, uh, Sinan 起住烦恼 yeah. So the gist of this is um, Bodhisattva Manjushri 
he asked uh ah so pusa uh dharma utmost bodhisattva i'm going to just do a loose translation uh. he asked this other bodhisattva what is the reason why there are sentient beings who is able to uphold to accept and uphold the dharma the true dharma and yet um is uh is not able to eradicate all the uh all the defilements yeah also so there are those who are able to accept and uphold and are able to eradicate all defilements and yet there are also those who are able to uh, uphold who are able to uphold the dharma but not able to eradicate the uh defilements yeah very interesting question huh? i don't know whether this is relevant to you because maybe maybe you cannot even accept <laughs> cannot even uphold so then the, the letter is you know moot point but maybe for most of you you can accept you can uphold and you can eradicate defilements so you are wondering how come this kind of very low class question you always ask yeah you always have this kind of low class lowly kind of realization one huh? what laksa la? what, what eat lesser la? what all this kind of nonsense can you can you tell us something more profound <laughs> sorry this this monk only know this kind of very you know not very cheap one so, so uh, the truth of what you, you have asked, yeah. So this other Buddhist replied to Venerable uh, Buddhisattva Manjushri, yeah, uh, addressing him as Wozi, Buddha's son. Yeah. Uh, so uh, listen well, okay? Uh, listen well. So uh, what the truth of what you have asked um, is that it is not through listening to a lot of Dharma, learning a lot of Dharma, that one is able to enter into the Buddha's teaching, yeah, the Tathagata's Dharma. No, not in that way. So, so it's just like a person who is floating in the ocean, yeah, in the water, yeah, while amidst the water, but may die of thirst. Yeah. So likewise, yeah. So likewise, with respect to the Dharma, if you don't cultivate, yeah, likewise, hearing a lot of Dharma is the same. You cannot penetrate into the truth unless you go and cultivate. The, the, whole, the whole section here is wonderful, uh, but uh, I'm going to give you this much as a teaser. So you all can go and search yourself and go and read. Yeah. But it always have this, this line here. So I put the I put the, the tag here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that this applies a lot to me because yeah, I learned a lot of Dharma, uh, but I cultivate very little. Uh, you all cultivate a lot. I think you all cultivate a lot. Huh? Yeah. So if you if you wonder 
how to bridge the gap. Uh, this is how to bridge the gap. Yeah. But don't be mistaken, okay? This statement, it's not saying you shouldn't listen to Dharma <laughs> after this. <laughs> Based on this, I shall stop listening to Dharma. <laughs> no, uh, that's not the message. You know, that's the message is if you listen to Dharma, that's good. But if you really want to penetrate, you need to then cultivate. If you don't listen to Dharma, how you cultivate? <laughs> uh, how you cultivate? Then you cannot even cultivate. Mm. So how to bridge the gap? You must listen to the Dharma. You must contemplate and you must cultivate. Yeah. No, no shortcut. Yeah, no shortcut. Mm. Uh, but you have to start somewhere, right? Uh, so you all can start here with SGC. <laughs> but no, no, no. I always like to highlight. Doesn't mean that you must always attend SGC. Because maybe today, this week, your timing is okay. Maybe next week, your timing is not okay. Uh, let me introduce you to all the different other venerables who is giving teachings online. Yeah? There are a lot of other venerables who is giving teachings online. Yeah? Uh, you know that... Uh, Rinpoche, ah, a lot of his teaching is online, yeah. Or maybe, maybe you you know you you yourself sometimes you like to listen to Chinese Dharma talk. Ah, my teacher's Dharma talk is also online, yeah. And then um, Sen Yan Fasi, Sen Yan Fasi, the late Sen Yan Fasi, his teaching is also online. Ah, you can go and search, yeah. Ah, I I'm I'm like the, you know. The, the when you go to shopping center, then there's a sales promoter. I, I'm just doing the promotion. <laughs> uh, so you want to you feel that as you see, not cheap enough. Can you when there are a lot of other cheap ones? Okay. Uh, though doesn't mean must listen to the the, the the classes I teach. But the important thing is you must learn Dharma. And after learning Dharma, you must try to apply. I'll try to apply it into your, into your life, okay? That's how we can bridge the gap. And slowly over time, you may come to the realization, the realization that the person who went to bed yesterday is different from the one who woke up this morning. Then every morning, those of you who are married, you should be quite excited. Oh, new person. <laughs> huh? Wow, every day is a new person, you know. So exciting. Huh? Yeah, every day is a new person, you know. Correct, I mean, right? Every day is a new new person, new challenges. Yeah, not just our kids, you know. We tend to think ah, our kids are every week different, different pattern. Actually, our wife, our husband, all different also. Like to your to your wife, I think she she also having headache. Uh, this Alvin, this week like that, next week different. Uh, morning say like that, evening different. <laughs> yeah. So you should tell her, like that is more exciting, then we'll never get bored. <laughs> okay, let me see. Uh, someone said, not insulted. Okay, whenever you all send me messages that is direct message, I'm going to just read it anonymously. Huh? 
Yeah, because I can't tell whether uh, it's meant for public consumption. So not insulted because humans are clowns and the world is a, oh, there's a, there's a asterisk there, damn circus. Don't have to asterisk. Uh. I think we are mature enough to, to know that what, what them means. Uh. <laughs> of course, some people, oh, Sufu, say them. <laughs> uh, uh, do you mean that the seer or hearer doesn't exist as an inherent noun or only as a verb see and hear at that particular moment? Uh, more, of the la more of the former, but in both senses, it, it applies as well. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, for all of us to go and examine. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't have to assume that the conclusion was correct, but go and examine. Go and examine what is, what is actually seeing, who is seeing, who is the seer, who is the hearer. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to contemplate on that. Well, on one hand, go and contemplate on it. On the other hand, go and observe. Uh, go and observe. When you observe intently, then one day, one day you come to the point where you see clearly. This is simply the way it is. Not so much that after that you become disappointed with life, but you realize that there's nothing to be disappointed with. This is how it always was. If there's any disappointment, it's because we have our wrong perception and wrong expectation. But reality was always the way it is. Yeah. And reality don't care how we think. <laughs> I, I recently found someone else who made the same statement. Yeah. Reality don't care what you think. I was like, ah, <laughs> good friend. <laughs> yeah. That's the way reality is. Reality is not a democracy. It's not a popularity vote. Yeah. It doesn't care what we think, not in the sense that it is against us. It is just the way it is. The sun rises not, not to give us darkness. The sun, no, the sun, sorry. The sun rises not to give us light. The sun sets not to give us darkness. In fact, the sun never rises and sets. It's the earth that spin and orbit. Yeah. But likewise, the, the earth spin and orbit, not, not so much oh, so that we can be showered with the life-giving sun, sunlight. Yeah. I mean that's a nice idea. I agree. You know, oh that oh the rain, the rain, you know, wow, showers us with life-giving nutrient, you know, nourishes us with this. Uh, whatever, you know, it's a nice idea. And if, if, if thinking in that way helps you get past your day because your day was so tough that when you finish your day and you manage to see the sunset and you're like, okay, life is good. Please stick to that for now. Okay? Yeah. If thinking that your nasty boss is, is giving you a lot of shit and there's some meaning to that, and by thinking in that way, it prevents you from murdering your boss. For the time being, think in that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you if if not, what is the alternative? Yeah. For some people, maybe uh, maybe when they, they realize that their boss is just nasty, 
then it compels them to want to murder the boss, then maybe, maybe not thinking in that way is better, you know, yeah? to, 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 to at least temporarily think that, oh, there must be some good reason. Uh, my boss is trying to teach me patience. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I don't say that that's not a good result. Yeah, it's a good result. At least you don't go and kill somebody, right? Yeah, but it's really our wishful thinking to think this way or that way. Reality is just reality. And until then, or perhaps more like, and when we finally come to see that it is just the way it is, then we would sing. Yeah, then our wishful thinking would die, would then say, okay. And it's no longer a matter of that you accept or not accept reality. You realize that whether you accept or not doesn't matter. Yeah. Then you truly accept. <laughs> Initially, we, we accept the teachings, right? We always say, oh, we must accept the teachings. That's just us trying to cycle ourselves, you know? Yeah. Ever, ever felt like, you know, when we attend Dharma class, it's like cycling ourselves. <laughs> Initially, it's like that. Right? For everybody, it's like that. Yeah, but at some point, you, you have to go and examine yourself, contemplate. Yeah, and I don't know whether this is the same for other religions, but at least in Buddhism, we, we don't encourage people to brainwash each other. <laughs> you must examine and you must verify. No? And with that, I leave it to you all to go and do the exercise to find out who heard the sound and by extension, who made the sound? Who made the sound? And if you can penetrate into that, uh, then you will have the answer. Any questions? Everybody happy? Or more confused? If you're not confused, I'm quite quite glad I have done my job. <laughs> uh, Ping Ek says, Hi, Venerable. I'm struggling to observe the observers here. Could you advise? Could you see some advice? Can you uh, give some advice, I suppose? Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. No, no, no problem. I just want to clarify the, the question. Uh, struggling to observe the observer and see, uh, yes, not so easy initially. No? Uh, and hate to give a cooker cutter, cookie cutter answer, <laughs> uh, but must, we, must, we must meditate. Mm. No? Uh, we have to meditate. But uh, not just meditate in the usual way of all, oh, uh, quieting the mind. Yeah, but it also means that you need to have quieted your mind first, then you are able to do the subsequent steps, yeah, which is to observe the different thought processes, to observe even the intent before we act, before we think, before we see, before we hear, the mental processes before all this. Yeah. Uh, also, if we are able to slowly do that, don't, don't, don't rush into it. Oh, it cannot be rushed anyway. Yeah, I, I tell you a personal experience. Uh, when I was in uh, Cheme uh, Yakti Mobi Center uh, in, in Myanmar, so every week 
uh, every three days we have a, a interview and then we will share our progress and then the cell dog may adjust our our practice so um so initially when i my first interview the cell dog said uh, asked me how how my sitting is and i told him then he said just sit half an hour oh, i was quite insulted i was like Kai Wan Xiao, I sit one and a half hour. Now you tell me to sit half a half hour. <laughs> then Bo Pia, he said, it's okay, just sit half hour. Then I'm like, begrudgingly, I said, yes, I don't know. <laughs> Bo Pia, you want to go there? Then you have to follow. So, okay, go back to half an hour. Then after that, then he said, okay, then when you're doing your walking, you observe. Yeah, just observe left, right, left, right. Then it took a few weeks then um, every week uh, he makes some minor adjustment minor, then sometimes for a few weeks it's the same then at some point he asked me to observe before you lift up your your feet observe the intention lifting then after that the intent after the intent lifting then uh, after the lifting 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 then the actual lifting then the uh, intent to move forward, then the moving forward, then the intent to drop, then the dropping, then touching. Then after doing that for a few days, the next interview, I told him, can I go back to the earlier one? <laughs> then he was surprised because before that, I was very eager. Come on, just give it to me. Come on, tell me everything. Just tell me how to get enlightened. I want to understand now, now. <laughs> then the one day I told him, uh, Sarah thought, can I, can I go back to um, five steps instead of seven steps? <laughs> Then I said, why? I said, uh, I, I, I don't think I'm observing anymore. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the, <laughs> the processes. Then he, then he smiled. Then he said, okay, can. <laughs> yeah. So I realized you cannot rush the process. If you're not ready, you're not ready. Yeah. If you, if you, you, you can go and learn all the different steps, but in the end, you're just mechanically doing it. Uh, also, take it like you are going for a cruise. Uh, you know, when you go for a cruise, no rush. Yeah, no matter where you rush, you are still in the ship. You're not going anywhere, <laughs> right? When it's time to for a meal, you will ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Then you just go. Yeah. Then there's a lot of food. Don't have to rush. Just go there. Yeah. Actually, should consider uh, having a retreat in a cruise ship. <laughs> no rush, and the participants cannot go anywhere. Uh, cannot run. <laughs> so, so the same for our practice. Don't rush through it. Yeah, try to enjoy the process. When you fail, try to enjoy the failure also. Try to laugh at your own failure. Ah, today is so drowsy again. Ah, today the mind is so messy again. Ah, oh, uh, try to appreciate both when your mind is calm and both when your mind is not so calm. Just, just be aware. Yeah, then you are able to maintain your process. Otherwise, you have to solve many problems. Yeah, you have more problems to solve. Huh? And then gradually, when your mind is calmer and more malleable, uh, then quite quite naturally it becomes clearer. Huh? Uh, are you currently uh, have you attended any meditation classes before, Ping? Uh, not. Like I was, I was from the Kuomintang Saturday Sunday School, so I ah. did learn meditation from there. Ah, okay. 
uh, that should be sufficient for a start. Uh, so uh, again, not to not to <laughs> do advertisement. Uh, you, you're welcome to join us in the morning or six a bit early for some people. Uh, and sometimes may clash with your timing. Six thirty to seven thirty, we have a one hour sitting. You can join us for half an hour, fifteen minutes, any timing uh, according to your own schedule. Then we have a short, uh, even shorter puja, and then a bit of sharing. Oh, so uh, the, the, the point is to, to have a regular practice. Oh, if morning doesn't suit you, uh, I heard from Siwin, variable that Ratana Sara has an evening uh, sitting, right? Is, is it, did I, get it? did I remember correctly? Uh, yes, every Wednesday, the rains retreat. Uh, so during the rains retreat, variable Ratana Sara has a, a regular sitting uh, in the evening. Uh, so you can join in that. Uh, I'm sure there are other uh, venerables who are having uh, classes online. Uh, so what, whichever one suits your schedule, uh, make it a regular practice. Okay. Uh, most importantly, most importantly, because classes, no matter how regular it is, it is only that time segment, right? Even if you attend one per day, it's only that time segment. How about the rest of the day? Uh, so that's where it's up to individual to try to incorporate it into your daily life. One of the things that I, uh, I find very useful um, in, from one of the uh, centers is they, whenever they hear a bell, whether it's a phone ring, the grandfather clock, or when someone hit the bell, they will stop and they will observe the breath. Yeah. Uh, in a way, this is actually this was actually found in the Chinese Mahana tradition long time ago, but it kind of disappeared. Uh, yeah. We have a verse, Wen Zhong Shen Fan Nao Qing, right? And then the, 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 the whole verse, right? Yeah. So it's supposed to become a practice, but somehow it becomes just a verse that people recite and never do the practice. <laughs> yeah. So you can try that. Uh, uh, I find that <clears throat> for, for many people, in our whole day at work yeah, or in school, uh, it's not so easy to find longer periods to practice. Yeah? Uh, but try to at least have a, a short duration in the morning before you start the day. Then throughout the day, as and when you are aware, catch yourself. Just for, you know, for a few moments, try to catch yourself. Yeah. You'd be surprised, huh? that physically, mentally, we are in a state of agitation, you know? Yeah. I, I personally find that sometimes <clears throat> when I become aware of my own uh, bodily posture, I realize that my stomach, my chest is sometimes constricted, tightened. Yeah. For, for, for no apparent reason. And then I learned to, oh, okay, relax. Yeah, but the aim is not to relax. Yeah, I mean, if, if the aim is to relax, then just give ourselves tranquilizer, uh, <laughs> relax for the whole day, you know, and really pop, pop Panadol and just sleep. Yeah, that's not the aim. But through that process, we become more aware of our body and mind. Yeah, what is happening? Well, uh, can try, okay? So uh, let me just go through. Uh. Marcel asks, uh, Sufu, while all the wonderful teachings are available online, 
for me, my problem is self-discipline to go through them diligently and consistently. Yeah, so just 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 come every morning, you know. <laughs> uh, where's Marcel? Let me see. Uh, Marcel. Yeah. Uh, don't beat yourself over it as well, uh, uh, At least, at least you, uh, for someone your age, um, you are, you are more regular than most young people already. Uh, but at the same time, don't rest on your laurels. Don't don't become complacent and think, oh, Sufu, see, I'm quite good already. <laughs> Uh, good to go to uh, I'm glad that uh, the the group of views uh, in ITBW so there's this group of views who uh, with whom I was conducting the book study group with and then eventually I told them you all need to have your own self-motivation you know it cannot be always me pushing you all to attend class me pushing you all to read and do all these things you all need to Form your own, you know, um, like Kalyana Mitra, you know, a group of Dharma friends and uh, hang out together, learn Dharma together. Uh, doesn't mean one thing, one thing I find very interesting uh, for Buddhist group. We always think, oh, oh, we are Dharma brother and sister. Then when we meet, only Dharma, Dharma. Yeah, anyone who dare to talk about anything that is not Dharma, oh, ah, you, you hidden. <laughs> Oh, you evil one, Mara, be gone. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's important for, especially for lay people, you know, uh, when you all have your group of Dharma friends, it's important that among yourself, you also interact socially. Yeah. Now, I'm not asking you all yes, to attend. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, you Justin agree. Huh? So, yeah, it's important because Otherwise, it becomes a, a kind of a dichotomy, you know, between your actual actual life and then your Dharma life. Yeah, that you just spend that one, two hours per week with these Dharma friends. How, how friend are you if you only spend two hours a week together? Ask yourself, you know, what kind of friendship is it if they, you only talk to each other? Oh, oh yeah, can I ask you a question about the Dharma? <laughs> What kind of friendship is that? It's a very, it's very superficial actually. If you, if you think that that should be the case, think again. Because if you look at the Nikayas, among the monks, among between Venerable Sariputra and Venerable Ananda, they are very good friends, you know. Yeah, they will care for each other. And of course, because they are monks, they don't ask each other, hey, what TV series you watch? Huh? <laughs> you know? But they really care for each other as friends, yeah. So, so it's not that it's not that the monks in those days they only know each other. Oh, Dharma brother, and then that's it. They don't care about each other on a personal level. No, otherwise, how to? Why is it that Buddha came on describing that you know how they care for each other so deeply? Uh, so, I, while I'm glad that, uh, like for myself. So those of you who are in your 20s or 30s, yeah, if you like to, we, we never really formally form a youth group, but there's this group of youth <clears throat> who is learning Dharma together. I think that's helpful. Uh, so Marcel is, is with them. Yes, yes. Uh, yes.
Uh, you are you also you have to wait for a few more years. Uh, you, are too, you are still quite young. Uh, then Albert is also with them. Uh, uh, then two of them has uh, gone off to uh, visit our monastery in the US. <clears throat> yeah. So, but it's not just for the youth. Even for other age groups, it's important for uh, the Buddhist community to relate to each other truly as friends, not just temple friends. You know, you know, temple friends. People have temple friends, right? And then they only meet each other when they are going for chanting for funeral. <laughs> no. So, ask yourself if you have so-called temple friends. How likely are you to share with your temple friends when you have personal problem? Very unlikely. If you have a segregation between your normal friends, your normal life, your normal group of friends where you hang out together, and then your temple friends where you go to Dharma class together, you go for chanting together. Which group are you more likely to share your, your challenges in life? Your normal friends, right? Yeah, and this is one area where I must very openly say we have to learn about fellowship from our Christian friends. You know, this is where they really incorporate it very well. Yeah, but actually in Buddhism, it was always meant to be that way. I don't know how come we <laughs> it become army to a fool. <laughs> you know, yeah. Not, not that Amitofo has a problem. He has no problem. Okay, Amitofo. <laughs> so, uh, another private message. Let me see. Uh, regarding the harsh reality at work, I need protective charms desperately. Okay, so this one, I must probably um, just touch on this or before we wrap up. Two minutes to touch on this. But before that, Danny says, Shifu, on a scale of 1 to 10, how difficult is it to directly see the answer? How difficult? Uh? Depends on uh? if you are at nine, then difficulty is one. Uh? If you are at one, then difficulty is nine. Uh? So, <laughs> so it depends. Uh? This is a very consulting answer. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so, uh, oh, referring to the who heard the sound exercise. Yeah, it's, it's really depends. Some people, when I ask the question, they also no hit, no tail what I'm talking about. Yeah, but those of you who have learned at least some teachings on no self, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but this is where the trouble is. Sometimes then we intellectualize it and we end up not really going, really examining it. Then we just formulate the model answer because there are a lot of model answers. You, you listen to enough Dharma talk. I mean, I cannot be the only one who can remember Dharma talk, right? <laughs> so easy to come up with model answer. And I can smell the modern answer a mile away. So don't give me a modern answer. <laughs> I don't need modern answer. I know the modern answer. Yeah. So regarding productive charm, time is up, but I just want to wrap that up on over here. Uh, not related. Uh, in Buddhism, there is a very special kind of protective charm. Do you want to know? Very protective, very powerful. Yeah. It's called the three refuge and five precepts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's called the Buddha Dharma Sangha. You learn the Dharma, you reflect on it, you practice. That is the most powerful charm. It can charm you. Yeah, charm you so deeply that you change your life. That last time you see this, you get upset. Now with the charm, you don't get upset anymore. That's the most powerful charm. Yeah, but this charm is very special. 
Last time you fall sick, now you still fall sick. <laughs> uh, given the right conditions, you will still fall sick. The difference is, last time you fall sick, you fed up, why am I sick? Huh? Wow, why is this? Uh, then you go and ask you, ask that, then maybe pay tough, like pay through your nose and then still still sick. Yeah. But after learning the Dharma with the, this, this special triple gem protective charm, you learn that sickness is part of your life. You learn to be able to be more resilient to the discomfort of sickness. But you also deal with the sickness with the right mindset, with wisdom. So you still see the doctor. Doesn't mean that oh, all Buddhists don't see doctor. No, Buddhists love to see the doctor. I love to see the doctor. I, in fact, the moment I see doctor, I haven't, take, I haven't taken the medicine, I, I feel better already. <laughs> Very strong placebo effect. Yeah. A lot of people have a wrong mindset. Huh? Wow. Become Buddhist, then don't fall sick. Rubbish. Uh. Huh? The Buddha and the monks also have the doctors come to you know, treat them. Huh? So this is the only protective charm I know in Buddhism. Even if you tell me, hey, but how about Lian Da Pezo? Same thing, Da Pezo is pointing you towards the triple gem. Yeah. You chant Omani Pamiho, you go and listen to what Dalai Lama says. You're supposed to chant and then change your mindset. <laughs> if you chant and chant, but don't change your mindset, but become deeper in your greed, hatred, delusion. No, no, no power. No power. Okay? Mm. Yeah, but up to you to wear the charm. How to wear the charm? If it's not something physical, wear it in your heart. Keep the Buddha Dharma in your heart. Keep the Dharma in your heart. Then you are protected. Amitabha. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao. Yuan De Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao. Yuan De Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao. Pu Yuan Zui Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Pu Yuan Zui Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Shi Shi Chang Xin Pu Sa Dao. Shi Shi Chang Xin Pu Sa Dao. Amitabha. Amitabha. Chi Li.